Tome of All Dooms, Season 2, Episode 5, Character Creation Interview with TJ. If you're starting here, you might want to go back and listen to Season 2, Episode 2, where I discuss character creation in general in Uncharted Worlds before listening to these interviews. These interviews are an attempt to dive deep with my players about what makes cool characters for them and what they enjoy playing. I'm a super lucky GM. I have players at my table from a variety of backgrounds. Uh, They're smart, they're thoughtful, and they're super creative. It's everything that I could pretty much want at the table. While this is an interview show, um, I pretty much ask the questions, and sometimes Liren asks the questions because she helped me with the interviews, and then we kind of just let it go and let the players talk about what's meaningful to them, because characters are all about the players, and I really wanted to hear what they had to say. So, TJ, tell us who you are and what you like to play. I am TJ. I do a couple of podcasts, um, the Melodorous Miasma Meltdown and the Occult Orifice Outrage, and I like to play uh, mainly OSR kind of games, so um, BX and DCC are probably my most played games, but uh, at least recently, but back in the day I played a lot of Amber Diceless role-playing and Star Wars D6, those were my two jams. Awesome. Um, and so you've been playing for quite a while, uh, but this is your first foray into Powered by the Apocalypse games? Yes, it's frightening. <laughs> okay. And you are playing who? I'm playing Chip. Do you have a favorite character type you like to play? Uh, I, I have very little experience playing until recently. I was always designated Game Master or Dungeon Master usually. Uh, when I do play, I'm usually like looking for a challenge. So it's whoever no one wants to play, whatever uh, role I can fill that no one else is filling. And I usually just try to look for something that's going to be kind of a challenge to do. So um, there's there's no specific archetype that I'm uh, predisposed to. I was really kind of... Uh, taken aback when no one wanted to be the pilot or captain in our group. I uh, was certain that my engineer idea for a character was what was going to be like left on the cutting room floor as everyone else uh, went for bruisers and the leaders and all that kind of stuff because I'm used to playing with, I guess, more power gamer OSR kind of people or whatever. I don't know. It's just the the groups I'm used to playing in. So I was very uh, surprised to have the captain and pilot kind of fall in my lap like no one wants to be Han Solo okay so what do you think makes a character interesting to play so you said you didn't think anyone would be the pilot and you want to play Han Solo so what is it you're hoping for out of that oh god I don't want to play Han Solo I, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make the pilot different so I let's uh, I'm, I'm making him a very he's very a uh, little bit withdrawn and and uh, not not as much the in your face, brash kind of leader um, that you might expect. I mean, you don't want to play a playboy in our game. <laughs> not at all. Not interesting at all. Uh, so he's he's more of a nut about spaceships, like a car guy in space. Like he he's a tech nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff, and that's kind of his direction. He's come into this whole thing. 
But you're doing a good job of describing them as we're playing, because that's exactly what I thought you were doing. How does system affect your character choice, or does it? It definitely did with this system, uh, because this, the way the system and the, the uh, different character types you can play is set up lends itself so naturally to uh, just uh, imagination stimulation, like uh, meshing two different types of kind of character I can't remember exactly what they call them in the game. Uh, it's not character classes, but the... Careers. The careers, there you go. Um, meshing two of those together into different combinations definitely uh, kind of stimulates your ideas. And the skills themselves um, kind of help you with a little bit too with the, your backstory uh, once you start picking those. Do you like to make characters alone and bring them to the table pre-made or would you rather make them collaboratively? I think for the actually, I think the collaboration is fun, even in uh, the games I normally play. I mean, it's perfect for this, but even in uh, OSR kind of games, the most fun part of making a character a lot of times is when you die at the table and you re-roll immediately because everyone gets to sit there and cheer you on while you're rolling those stats. So uh, I think rolling characters in a group or making characters in a group is always pretty fun. Cool. I I hadn't actually thought that that about that and about old school games. That that's a that's a cool insight. What do you think of pregens? You like them? Hate them? Uh, I've never had great experiences with them, and I've ma- mainly played them at a con. Um, it, yeah, there's something there's something weird to me about pregens, and it it doesn't matter that much in a lot of games um, that they're pregenerated because in, in a lot of the games I play, there's not that much difference between a lot of the characters anyway, but. Uh, there's just something weird about it. especially when you're playing a game that's so easy to make a character in the first place. There's something kind of weird about having one pre-generated for you. Unless it's something very specific to the game where we need these specific characters to tell this specific story or something like that. And I understand, like, at a con game, it's it's pretty much mandatory uh, just for time reasons, but it's not my favorite. Specific to the setting that, that we all decided on, Scrappers. Um... And I don't know if this question is too broad or not, but what effect did the the setting have on your character ideas? Are there things that you just threw away? Are things that really jumped out at you as being cool? Um, what what effect, I guess, does setting have on your 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 character um, building process? Well, with this setting, uh, it felt very. I mean, it's high tech. It's in the future, but also we're just kind of salvagers out in the fringes of society. So it definitely made me think to more characters that aren't like the best at everything they're kind of people that have fallen through the cracks and um if they were the best at every everything they'd be doing something big and important somewhere else but they're here collecting garbage so you already mentioned that you liked the the careers and the way those get mashed together what else did you like about the uncharted world's character creation process oh let me think that that was the main thing uh the way that they handle equipment, which I'm sure is just standard to Powered by the Apocalypse games, but I'm not that well-versed on them, um, it was pretty interesting to me. And the fact that some of your skills generate equipment, I really like that if you have, for example, my character has the um, a skill that gives him a small shuttle or starship, and it's built in not only that you get to keep that if... if uh, a lot of games would just have it where this can't be taken away by the... Uh, judge or game master or whatever and instead in this game if it gets taken away destroyed whatever you can quest and you get one that's a little better the next time i thought that was kind of a cool caveat 
Is there anything that you found really confusing or weird or hard about Uncharted Worlds? Um, the the book itself could be a little easier to maneuver. I think I'm not sure exactly what it is that makes it hard. I think that there's a little difficulty for me um, figuring out exactly which chapter I need to be in because I got cute with all the chapter titles. I think that's the, the one thing that's been a challenge. Um, and can you tell us one choice you made that defined your vision of your character? Uh, I think the biggest choice in my character was leaving it in the hands of others. We kind of organically gravitated to try to, since there's 10 uh careers to choose from and we have five people and you each get two careers we kind of naturally tried to fill in all the gaps and so i waited till last to kind of just see what would be left over because i thought that would be kind of a fun uh experiment and so that was the the biggest defining thing for me was just uh having like here's what you have to work with like now try to make something with that so do you want to give us uh an overview of your characters it's it's the dreaded tell me about your character question um, yeah, he's a, a pilot and explorer. He went to navigation school and did pretty well in navigation school. His dad was a naval pilot, I guess in the Imperial Navy, and he really didn't want to follow in those footsteps. He he wanted to just explore the dark reaches of space. So he's was born on a space station. He's lived in space all his life. He's never been on a planet. He's very good in zero gravity. Um... That's just kind of where he feels at home is doing exactly what this group is doing right now. Um, one thing I wanted to do to make him very different uh, was make sure he his his father is uh, has passed, but his mother is alive and well, and he writes to her weekly. He is not an orphan, as so many characters are. Oh, that's cool. See, I know that people have been adding to their backstories, and I haven't been going back and looking. I need to do that. But I, it would be really cool if, like, you shared one of his letters with all of us. Oh yeah, that should be my my uh, version of a play report every week. It's like here's the letter I wrote to mom this week about what we did last week. We're using World Anvil for the world. We're using World Anvil for the characters. Uh, do you like it? Is it useful? Do you have thoughts? Do you not like it? Where are you on World Anvil? There's definitely a learning curve to it, and there seems like there's a lot of things that end up being in multiple places at once. So I haven't quite got my head around exactly how everything's set up. Um, for what it does and what we're using it for, it's pretty awesome. I, w I don't think I would want to use it in a old school campaign or something like that as much, but for a game where we're, we're a lot more about telling a story and uh, creating a uh, deep space sitcom, I think it's perfect. Okay. And is there anything else that you wanted to talk about as far as characters and character gen and system setting, all that? Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, not really, but uh, I, I uh, if you really enjoyed all the characters we have, I think they all have kind of their interesting little quirks that kind of fit together in a strange way. I'm really interested to see how it all progresses. Okay, and then uh, you wrote us our theme song. Um, how do you think that theme song is affects the building of the characters and the and the playing in the world or or does it it definitely gives a mental image at least to me like um we had mentioned a couple of times the adding in of the the whoosh sound effects and uh i don't i don't know if anyone else gets the mental image but i just see like i don't know if you guys have watched oh, what's the show uh with um it's the comedy version of star trek what is that show orville 
Orville, yeah. I don't know if you've watched that, but mm-hmm. the the intro scenes of that when they're playing the music, the ship passes by in front of the screen like twenty times <laughs> uh during the intro music. And I, I just picture the uh uh John Wayne Galt, our ship, uh flying through all different angles in front of the camera uh, in between shots of our characters smiling and getting the actor's name put under them. All that is left is for me to thank my players for answering my questions and to attribute our intro and outro music. It is Space Harmony and it is available on Purple Planet Music at purpleplanet.com.